All right, before we get into the, the tech stuff, mm-hmm. boring, <laughs> which of course consists of lots of news about uh, he who shall not yet be named. Oh, spooky. We should check in on how things are going in the legislative branch of the U.S. government. Oh, spooky. Spooky month. Yeah, a lot of ghouls. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> As you'll recall, two whole weeks ago, Republican Speaker of the House, uh, Kevin McCarthy, was ousted from his job thanks to members of his own party, mm-hmm. leaving the Republican-controlled House of Representatives literally unable to do anything until Republicans could all agree on who should replace Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker. Mm-hmm. Seems simple enough. It's been two weeks. Yeah. Surely by now they've figured all this shit out, Come right? on down. They've, they, 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 we can move on now to other news, right? Yeah, of course. Everything's handled. Everything's fine. And, oh, no, it's not fine. And why would Democrats do this? That seems to be the the talking point of every Republican doing an interview on any outlet, but specifically Fox News. Of just, I love it. Uh, this definitely wouldn't have happened if it weren't for the Democrats voting to oust Kevin McCarthy. Sir, you brought that vote, and your uh, people like Matt Gates and everyone else uh, are responsible for mm-hmm. it. What this are you is, doing? It's the is, Eric Andre meme. This is the one thing I get, I get to just sit back and be a normal ass lib about, and <laughs> yeah. it's it's very comfortable. Yeah. I, I understand why those people are so smug. Yeah, it, but unfortunately, they have uh, not figured this shit out by now. When McCarthy was first running for speaker this past January, less than a year ago, it was a massive embarrassment that it took four days of voting before he finally got enough votes. Something that hadn't happened for a hundred years. And now that same Republican Congress has delivered a rushed, bloated sequel to let everyone who somehow missed it the first time know that they really, really can't get their shit together. And honestly, it is beautiful, folks. We love to see it. Uh, A Republican legislature that can't even actually legislate. That's our favorite kind of Republican legislature. Yeah, it's it's honestly the best of all worlds. And considering the the bloodlust in the air right now, the, the, the slight sense of World War III that I'm, I'm picking up increasingly every day, it's probably for the best that we just have no legislative branch right now. I think it's good. We should keep it this way for the time being until we can figure this shit out. Yes, but uh, the, the one thing is that the, the vibes have shifted, though, because if you look at the past week or so, everyone, even Republicans, were all mad at themselves and arguing with themselves. And now they're like, all right, well, we're kind of stuck here. And so they have been blaming Democrats for this, which makes absolutely yeah, no it's sense. Not, that one doesn't land this time. Sorry, but guys. It, yeah, but doesn't make sense unless you're one of their completely brain-broken constituents. Well, who, the Democrats also voted against uh, uh, Kevin McCarthy. So, so I uh, guess anyway, it's really both people's fault. Actually, it's the Democrats' you fault. You fucking dumbass. If, if the roles were reversed and uh, it was a vote to remove... Nancy Pelosi and uh, the squad uh, oh, sides that the Republicans would they'd be all about that shit. Shut you know, the fuck up. You know who this really sucks for? Matthew Gertz and Kevin McCarthy, yeah. film critic for Fox in DC. Never never gonna <laughs> I mean, Kevin at least at least it's mostly over for him. Yeah. Matthew Gertz, it will never be over for him. <laughs> no. Anyways, last we checked, Steve Scalise seemed like he'd probably be the guy to fill the role as speaker. Mm-hmm. But as CNN reported last Thursday, House Majority Leader Steve Scalise announced he was dropping out of the Speaker's race Thursday after House Republicans failed to coalesce behind him in the aftermath of Kevin McCarthy's historic ouster. I just shared with my colleagues that I'm withdrawing my name as a candidate for the Speaker designee, the Louisiana Republican told reporters. The swift downfall of Scalise's speakership nomination came just a day after the GOP conference voted for him over Representative Jim Jordan, 113 to 99. 
The withdrawal was as shocking as it was predictable after a band of Republicans almost immediately blocked his path and said there was no way they would vote for Scalise as speaker. The move deepens the House GOP leadership crisis with still no indication there is any viable candidate who could secure the 217 votes needed to win the gavel. Okay, so now Jim Jordan's up for the job. And, uh, well, let's, I wonder how that's going. He even put on his jacket. That means he's serious. He no is... more exposed sleeves. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, here's NPR on Wednesday. House Republicans once again voted to reject the nomination of Representative Jim Jordan, Republican of Ohio, to be the next Speaker of the House. Jordan lost a second vote in as many days as opposition to his nomination grew from 20 GOP defections to 22. It got worse. It's getting worse. <laughs> I've changed my mind, actually. No, I vote for chaos. Uh, it is unclear how Republicans will proceed as the House remains unable to conduct any business without an elected speaker. Good. No more votes are scheduled for Wednesday, leaving the vacancy to drag on for yet another day. The loss comes after Jordan spent the past 24 hours working behind closed doors to woo skeptics. We're working on it, Jordan told reporters ahead of the vote, even as it was clear that momentum for his effort to gain the gavel had shifted. After the vote, the House recessed as Republicans figure out the next step. All right, I lost this first vote. Time to go do a little bit of glad handing, a little bit of schmoozing. All right, let's do it again. Wait, how did I get last votes the second time? Which what? Who the fuck changed their vote? Did you see the, fo the photo of uh, the aides pushing in literal carts of pizza? Because they're just going to be there arguing the entire time. I mean, this this is, they live off arguing. It's their thing. Yeah, that's true. Uh, hopefully, this just extends through the end of the year. Because you know they have so many vacations and time off. Yeah. That, like if it extends any further, they're going to hit Thanksgiving. They're going to hit the holidays. And well, uh, we probably won't have any kind of government operating until yeah, January. I mean, the, the original vote of uh, keeping the government open doesn't make sense anymore, except for people are actually getting paid. Next Congress comes in in uh, 14 months, and like that's really not that long. I think we can just wait till then. <laughs> yeah, sure. So in the meantime, it looks like some Republicans have simply come to terms with just not having a real Speaker of the House ever again, and have decided to try to introduce a resolution that would just make the temporary speaker, Patrick McHenry. The guy who slammed the gavel. Yeah, the guy who clearly is really happy about being in this position. Mm -hmm. uh, they want to make him basically be able to just do all the things that an actual speaker of the house can do, which would solve the problem, I guess. Of course, passing that kind of resolution were, would require the same amount of votes as it would take to elect a new speaker. So there is no reason at all to assume that that vote wouldn't go exactly the same way as the rest of these votes yeah. have gone. And meanwhile, the representatives who haven't gotten behind Jim Jordan, they're getting a taste of what it's like to be on the receiving end of the Republican machine. Yeah. Me reaping. Hell yeah. Me sowing. Oh no. What the fuck? From NPR again. Members who oppose Jordan have also complained about threats and intimidation tactics from Jordan's allies. Those complaints intensified after the second ballot as Jordan vowed to keep fighting. Representative Carlos Jimenez, Republican of Florida, told reporters he had heard reports of robocalls in his district with misinformation, including telling voters he plans to vote for House Minority Leader Hakeem Jeffries, Democrat of New York, to be speaker. There's robocalls apparently in my district, Jimenez said. Somebody is funding this. Robocalls? You know they're not free. Uh, they should call Jacob Wall and see if yeah. he's behind it. One more, one more scam. One <laughs> before, more, one more dirty trick. up forever, yeah. Others, like Representative Jen Kiggins, Republican of Virginia, and Kay Granger, Republican of Texas, have talked vaguely of threats and warned Jordan and his allies to back off. 
Others complained that their staff received phone calls from Fox News host Sean Hannity pressuring them to vote for Jordan. Hannity originally characterized those calls as his attempt as a journalist to ask members questions about their position on the speaker's race. Okay. However, he followed up after the second round of voting with a post on X, formerly known as Twitter, encouraging viewers to call members. The tactics seem to be backfiring. Some members and GOP aides are speculating Jordan will lose more votes as a result of the pressure campaign. For Representative Steve Womack, Republican of Arkansas, the targeting campaign has not helped one iota. I love it. It's wild. Uh, he is, he's trying so hard and it's only, he's, he's only moving backwards. Yeah. And they have, they, no one, no, no, none of them have any alternatives to offer. No, they, they none keep, of them have a secondary they, they plan. They keep inventing representatives I've never heard of to maybe uh, come in on the ballot. Yeah, it's, uh, it's beautiful. People are still voting for Steve Scalise even after he uh, officially dropped out. Yeah, it's out. a protest vote. Yeah, people are throwing all sorts of weird votes out there. Weirdly, no votes for Trump. Was, or George, I, George Santos. I was getting excited for those. Yeah. Had, a great picture of him and uh, Lauren Boebert was released where they're just mugging for the camera. Also, there's a there's an image that came out, I think it was like yesterday or the day before, where it's, it's Santos, Boebert, and Gates all sitting next to each other. And all of them clearly go to the same uh, Botox or whatever person. Uh, all of their... I'm starting a conspiracy right now. All of their eyebrows do the triangle thing in the same spots. Mm, mm. It's It's weird to look at. Yeah, well, you, you gotta you gotta look your best for one of them's the getting a discount for recommending the others to go to this this guy. I hope so. Yeah. Anyway, that's a shame, but uh, I'm sure they'll figure <laughs> a real it, shame. I'm sure they'll figure it out eventually. Yeah, take your time. But now let's move on to the tech news, featuring, of course, you guessed it, he who will now be named Elon Musk. Whoa! Um, the spirit of bad business decisions has entered the video, friends. Can you spare a dollar? Oh, please. One dollar. Mm -hmm. No, that's not the unhoused person outside your local convenience store talking. That's the world's richest man. <laughs> and he needs a dollar from mm -hmm. you. Money, please. And we will explain what the fuck we're talking about in a second. But first, you might be wondering why the world's richest man and smartest man might be coming off as a bit desperate for money. And if you watch this show, you're actually probably not wondering that. But here's some new news that will help further drive the point home that Elon Musk is really bad at buying, owning, and running a well-established social media company. From TechCrunch. Despite proclamations from ex-CEO Lindy Yaccarino that usage of the social network was at an all-time high this summer, a new report is throwing cold water on those claims, saying that ex-usage has actually declined on all fronts across both web and mobile. According to data from market intelligence firm SimilarWeb, X's global website traffic was down 14% year-over-year in September, and U.S. traffic was down by 19%. On mobile devices in the U.S., performance had also declined 17.8% year-over-year based on monthly active users on iOS and Android. Uh, and they also note that traffic is also similarly down in the U.K., France, Germany, and Australia as well, and that Android usage is down 14.8% worldwide. On the other hand, though, traffic specifically to Elon Musk's Twitter profile is up 96% year-over-year, oh, wow. and, and really, that's what's most important. So who's to say whether... <laughs> This news is good or bad. Also, I don't know if they factored this in, but uh, the year-over-year -year change overall, uh, obviously, it probably wouldn't take into account the fact that for about two months, end of last year, beginning of this year, people were just going on Twitter just to see like what was happening. Yeah, let me check this out. 
Yeah. Rubbernecking the was, demise uh, of the website. Yeah, that was a, a sort of art of, or it was a fluke. It was an outlier. Uh -huh. And so if you remove that, it's probably doing even worse than they say it is. Yeah, well, uh, despite his claims that he is solving this bot problem, which is, we'll get to, but the reason why he's asking $1. for $1. $1. Uh, despite Come that, uh, even weirder is that all of the new bots seem to have the X logo as their profile picture. Very, oh, I haven't seen those. Very yet. strange. Uh, I, I still only get Rosie. Oh, the, the, porn, the porn box? Yeah, I've blocked probably a thousand Rosies at this point. And she's yeah. back every every day like it is a ghost. It is demonstrably worse as oh, far yeah. as spam and bots go. And now they're, uh, I don't think they did this before, or maybe I just started noticing it. Now they're doing likes. So like, ah. I'll have, I'll see it in my notifications of like, post, stuff I posted like, a long time ago, we'll get a like. I'm like, weird, who liked that? And I was like, okay, it's, 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 it's a, a porn bot. It's a pornography bot. And uh, I started noticing it more and more. I'm like, okay, they're liking everything I post. Like, yeah. sometimes seconds after I post it. Well, that makes the uh, users that love Elon Musk and post the most horrific content you've ever seen feel as though they are getting something out of their yeah, they, well, they, financial contribution. They are, by, clearly, by, a lot of attractive women in their area have sexual desire for them. So yeah, that's pretty cool. It's the oldest trick in the book. Who says uh, paying $8 a month can't uh, get you some perks? Now, I do want to remind everyone as we get into the $1 conversation, the 7 or $8 or whatever it was, $12, who knows at this point, uh, Just month, give him whatever you got. The monthly fee that his biggest fans have been paying for the past eight months or so, uh, that was supposed to uh, stop the bot problem. Um, Remember? Yeah. Remember how that was? Well, first, it was just him taking over the, the platform mm. and, and fig, you know, getting pulling some wires around. Yeah. And, but then it was like, oh, we got a new way to stop the bots. We're just going to charge everyone. And now they're well, like... I think that, that idea was incumbent on everyone paying $8. <laughs> yeah. Uh, something that was never, ever going to happen, but which he, I guess, was convinced would. Yeah. But regardless, it's almost entirely bad news for Twitter unless you are Elon Musk and the only thing you care about is your follower count. Yeah. And you don't care whether or not those are real people. I mean, that is the most important metric. Yeah. In, Attention. In the world, yeah. So... About that dollar, though. How about um, that dollar? Let's see. Come on. One dollar. I know you're good for it. Wallet inspector. Just need one dollar to prove that's a real wallet. Just one. Come on, please. I don't I don't need it, but it would it would really mean a lot to me. Just as a friend. Elon Musk. Come yeah. on. Just just one dollar, please. Uh, but let's let Gizmodo explain this this nonsense. X, formerly called Twitter, launched its not-a-bot beta <laughs> Tuesday, which charges new accounts a one dollar annual fee to tweet and retweet. <laughs> The initial test applies to new accounts created in New Zealand and the Philippines, fuck you in particular, yeah. to allegedly combat bots and scammers on X, the company said on its help center page. The not a bot test will not apply to existing accounts, X said, but those who are creating an account will receive a subscription prompt after signing up, asking them to pay the fee, but will also allow them to opt out. If a user does not agree to pay for the subscription, they will only be able to access read-only content, which allows them to read posts, watch videos, and follow accounts. If they agree to pay for the subscription, new users will be able to post content, like and reply to posts, bookmark posts, and repost and quote posts from other accounts. And all you gotta pay is one dollar to do these amazing things that uh, I heard that the explanation were previously free. The explanation for the Philippines and New Zealand in particular is that is where a lot of like VI, VPN is hosted, so he's getting data being like, wow, lots of uh, activity coming out of here that uh, doesn't mesh with actual accounts. Interesting. 
Um, but either way, how would this? Either way, it, it's when the entire basis of your platform is people creating content, and you take the ability for them to create content away. What do you have left, except for a dollar from a couple million people? Which, by uh, the way, even if everyone paid this dollar, is not enough to offset the amount of losses they've taken on ad sales. Yeah. Also, it's more than a couple million people. I mean, the Philippines is well. What I'm saying heavily is heavily populated. I, I'm country. talking about people who will actually pay the dollar. Oh, well, yeah. so no one. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the point I'm making. But yes, masterful gambit, Mr. Musk. Just like everything else, I'm sure that this will work exactly as planned and have no issues and also bring you guys well into the black. We're going to Mars! What year is it? We should have been there by now. Clearly, anyone who had not until this point signed up for Twitter, a platform that has been around since 2006, was merely waiting these past 17 years for the opportunity to pay money in order to do so. Well, clearly, this is not a premium platform. If yeah. it's free, I'll wait until it charges me. Oh, one dollar, you say? I'll gladly pay you a dollar tomorrow for a Twitter account today. Finally, I can use my Twitter monocular. Uh, so yes, this is obviously, it's a great way to keep growing that user base and most importantly, a great way to cut down on all those bots, which definitely haven't increased tenfold since you took over and definitely don't now appear under every single post on the website and also seem to be completely fine with paying the seven or eight dollars to exist. So in some cases, yeah. $1 seems like a pretty cheap way for a lot of people to uh, create accounts that seem legitimate. Right. Uh, yeah. Scammers famously, uh, you know, they, they've set up these giant bot operations to make less than $1 a year. So charging them $1, they're like, well, it's just not financially worthwhile anymore. It's, Shut it's, it down. It's literally a spam tax. Like, all right, you can do whatever you yeah. want. Just give me a dollar. It is. Just $1. That's all I'm asking. <laughs> Come on. The people running these scam bots will surely be deterred by having to pay a single dollar once a year while the rest of us just out of spite, will not be doing that if, it, if and when it comes to America because this is just a test. Yeah, absolutely. No fucking way. Nope. Uh, and not even just on principle, I do not trust my financial information no. with this company that is being held together by tape. Yes. Do not hand over your financial information to Elon Musk. Don't do it. And most importantly, this decision will surely increase traffic as evidenced by all the people quote-tweeting the announcement post with information on how to find them on other platforms like Blue Sky and Threads. So, how about that dollar? Come on, one dollar. He's waiting. Um, also, we're both on, on Threads and Blue Sky, so... I don't use them, but I'm on them. I use Threads. It's, uh, uh, surprisingly, over the past three weeks or so, has uh, gotten a new shot in the... Just the shot in the arm that that platform needed. Yeah, I bet. I'm... I'm you know, just keeping my seat warm on both places. Yeah, of but course, yeah. I, there was like a week, or maybe even just a couple days, where I was swiping between the three apps and I felt like I was going fucking insane yeah. because the UI is exactly the same on all of them. Yeah, uh, and look, I hate Meta, and they're not a great company. It's just the easiest transfer of, yeah. uh, you know, accessibility for followers and everything else. Yeah. Anyway, another interesting new feature that was added recently is it's unfortunately something that will cost you more than a dollar. Well, I already gave a dollar to Elon. I'm broke. Seven dollars more than a dollar to be specific. <sighs> Although, again, no one's really sure how much this shit costs. No. But if you've been paying eight, circa eight dollars a month for fake verification badges and the ability to write essay length posts that no one will ever read, 
and you can't stand that the unwashed masses are still able to reply to your posts and make fun of you, good news. Mm. They have added an option to limit replies to your posts so that only your fellow verified users may reply. Finally, it's, it's a fancy party and you are not invited. Finally, the internet's top minds can come together and exercise their free speech in discourse that is free of images of pigs shitting on their balls. <laughs> yeah. You know who's going to love this? Megan McCain. She takes the bait every time. Every single time. And then, and then after 24 hours of just getting made fun of yeah, it, relentlessly, finally deletes the post that she made. It's always fascinating when people with like that much that many followers and that much of a profile clearly still read every single reply to their posts. Yeah. That's fucking insane to me. Yeah. Anyways, the power can be yours for just $8 a month or whatever it is on mobile. We don't know. Nobody knows. And if around 48,000 of you could just go ahead and sign up for Twitter Blue, sorry, X Premium, right now, that would be great because Twitter owes a little bit of money and they're totally good for it. But it would just be easier if you just went ahead and 48,000 of you paid the $8 right away. Uh, guys? Hello? Anyone, please? Come on. Come on. Here's Reuters. An Australian regulator has fined Elon Musk's social media platform X $610,500 Australian or $386,000 for failing to cooperate with a probe into the anti-child abuse practices, a blow to a company that has struggled to keep advertisers amid complaints it is going soft on moderating content. The eSafety Commission fined X, the platform Musk rebranded from Twitter, saying it failed to respond to questions including how long it took to respond to reports of child abuse material on the platform and the methods it used to detect it. Yikes! It continues, Though small compared to the $44 billion Musk paid for the website in October 2022, the fine is a reputational hit for a company that has seen a continuous revenue decline as advertisers cut spending on a platform that has stopped most content moderation and reinstated thousands of banned accounts. Quote, if you've got answers to questions, if you're actually putting people, processes, and technology in place to tackle illegal content at scale and globally, and if it's your stated priority, it's pretty easy to say. Commissioner Julie Inman Grant said in an interview, the only reason I can see to fail to answer important questions about illegal content and conduct happening on platforms would be if you don't have answers, added Inman Grant, who was a public policy director for X until 2016. Wow. So (laughs) yeah, all they had to do was answer some questions to avoid being fined. And now they've been fined because, well, they didn't answer any of the questions and probably just sent the poop emoji. We don't know. Whoops. To be fair, this could all just be a mix-up considering Elon closed down Twitter's offices in Australia after taking over. Maybe they forgot to set up a forwarding address and there's just an empty office building in Sydney with a bunch of mail piled up behind the door. I would believe it at this point. But no, they, they did answer the questions, just not to the Australian government's satisfaction. Reportedly, when asked what Twitter was doing to prevent child grooming on the platform, their answer was that X isn't a service used by a lot of young people. <laughs> okay. Huh. In any case, it's a bit embarrassing to be fined for your child abuse policies a year after taking over the company and saying that removing child exploitation is your number one priority. Yeah, it turns out not so much. Yeah. In fact, uh, if he likes you enough, he'll let you he'll let you post back on the platform. CSAM once you get everyone gets one and then right back on the platform. Free speech, baby. That's the Elon Musk way. <coughs> yeah. Uh, unless unless, of course, you're Juniper. 
in which case well, the, the speech is... Luckily, there is now a bot. Yes, a bot uh, that, that has studied that millions has of tweets of been Junipers. trained on all of Juniper's posts yeah. to simulate what what it would be like if Juniper had created a new account yeah, after being banned. It's the only good bot, the put-in-person bot. It's uh, <laughs> what an achievement. Yeah, <laughs> AI. Who says AI is all bad? There you go. <laughs> the proof is literally in the pudding. That's good. Anyways, in other news about <laughs> Elon Musk and how he's doing great, you do got to remember, he owns multiple companies, and all of them are doing great. They're fantastic. Every single one. Yeah. For example, here's some news about SpaceX that is very exciting news for every living being on Earth via the week. You could be hit by a falling satellite, according to a congressional <laughs> report by the Federal Aviation Administration. Please, FAA. I'm begging you. Elon, do it. The report alleged that by 2035, large satellite networks like SpaceX's Starlink could fall to the Earth and cause one person on the planet to be injured or killed every two years. Satellites like Starlink are meant to fall and burn up in Earth's atmosphere at the end of their service. However, some pieces of satellite debris may not burn up and instead fall to the planet's surface, posing a risk of injury. Who's going to be that lucky one to two people every one to two years? I don't know, but uh, what a way to go. Yeah. Dying because of Elon's space trash. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, that's very exciting stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, can't wait to be randomly killed when one of Elon's satellites falls on my head. It would be an honor and a privilege. Yeah. Also, like, it, it is funny, just the general perception of Elon Musk in just the past year is making even regular folks, people who don't pay attention to the news at all, question why this guy in particular is the one that is able to uh, work with NASA to launch things into space. Yeah, there was... Uh... And whether or not what he's launching into space is exactly what he says it is. Yeah. I mean, Starlink... I mean, the worst thing about Starlink is it literally it's just like a million satellites all blocked. Like, astronomers can't see shit anymore. Yeah. Supposedly, they're making that better, but it's still just like... There's so much shit flying around up there. I don't know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it is interesting. Uh, I think it was like the r slash ev subreddit had a post recently like uh you know what what changed your mind about tesla it was like it was all these fucking normal people just being like yeah once elon started like talking i don't want to associate much, you know, like, yeah. I, yeah i'm just like i was really interested i even i pre-ordered like the car and then he just kept posting and i'm like uh now buying this would be like a political statement and i think and there's like 10 other fucking options on the market that are uh, better or as good. Uh, before we filmed this was uh, Tesla's earnings, and uh, they they fell short of their uh, even somewhat low estimated. Uh, great time to buy. Yeah, and they promise all the Cyber Trucks they're getting sent out uh, end of November. So end of November. That's funny. What was it? Before? It was end of September <laughs> yeah, they originally. Don't worry. Uh, look under the tree. There's going to be a Cyber Truck with a bow on it. I mean, even like the fucking video game companies when they delay something. A bunch of times they don't just like say oh, it'll probably come out i don't know end of september and then that comes and goes and they're like all right so like we've always said end of november yeah uh and then we'll see <laughs> but yeah it's very interesting for a highly anticipated vehicle to just be people no one fucking knows when it's there are out. like there's there's footage of people seeing them on the roads and again the most hideous thing you've ever seen driving down the road and the turning radius looks garbage. Yeah, it's got a bad turning radius. Also, the craziest thing for me is I, I hadn't thought of this, but like the, the truck bed is so fucking it's tiny. tiny. Like I I'm pretty sure I can fit more shit in the back of my fucking Subaru <laughs> than you can fit in a Cybertruck. And my car is probably half the size of that fucking thing. Yeah. 
It like the 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 Ford Maverick, like the tiny yeah. eco truck, I think has a bigger bed than the Cybertruck. I would like to see if they could even roll that ATV they invented into the back of the one that after all the changes they've been made to it. I mean, was the ATV also where's real? the ATV? I I think can't be that hard to make an ATV. The, the ATV's been like erased from collective memory the way like Leon Trotsky was erased from uh, his portraits next to Stalin. Uh huh. Well. <laughs> Anyway. Anyways, that's it for the Musk news, but we've got plenty more news coming up. First, though, this episode is sponsored by Masterclass. Uh, the new Scorsese movie is coming out this weekend, and I'm pretty damn excited. So I figured, what better time than now to check out Martin Scorsese's filmmaking class? I'm not planning on directing a movie anytime soon, but I still wanted to hear him describe his process. And there's honestly uh, some great general purpose advice in there about whatever you're doing like the importance of having trusted collaborators on your side and rolling with the punches instead of rigidly sticking to your original plan. Thanks, Marty, but I actually already have a trusted collaborator on my, literally on my side. His name's Ricky. Yeah. Where's my masterclass? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, now Ricky is going to tell you more about masterclass. One day they'll give us one just like they gave to Ninja. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, this fall, learn from the best to become your best with Masterclass. From leadership to effective communication to cooking. Whether you're watching Masterclass on TV, listening in audio mode, which is what I prefer, in the app or on their site, the quality speaks for itself. It's like Masterclass instructors are your own personal mentors that are going to help you reach the next level. How much would it cost to take one-on-one -on -one classes from the world's best? A billion dollars? Maybe just something cheaper. Thousands, hundreds of thousands of dollars. But no, with Masterclass, and their annual membership is just $10 a month. Memberships start at $120 a year for unlimited access to one-on-one -on -one classes with all 180 plus masterclass instructors. Yep, that's more than 180 classes with new classes added every month, uh, like Roy Choi's intuitive cooking class, where I learned that those delicious Korean barbecue flavors that I love actually are not that hard to whip up myself in my own kitchen. He literally showed me, step-by-step, -step, how to make his world-famous Kogi tacos. Straight from the man himself. Mm. Very cool. You can't just find that on the open internet. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get a master class membership. Yeah. And Roy Choi is just one of over a dozen famous chefs sharing their secrets on Masterclass. Boost your confidence and find practical takeaways that you can apply to your life and at work. And if you own a business or are a team leader, use Masterclass to empower and create future-ready employees and leaders. And right now, our viewers will get an additional 15% off an annual membership at masterclass.com slash newsday. Get 15% off right now at masterclass.com slash newsday. Masterclass.com slash newsday. All right, back to the news now and uh, another spooky topic. Watch out. AI news. Oh, I we're thought here we... to talk about AI news. I thought we were going to talk about Al. Uh, oh, but it's AI. Yeah. I, I always, I'm like, why is everyone talking about Al? Yeah. Why is Al so popular right now? Oh, it's, it's an I. It's not mm -hmm. an L. Yeah. Weird Al, uh, very confused all the time. Weird with all AI? The, what? The weird AI creations. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, there's just so many things that AI can do that were never possible before. And, and it's all very exciting. For example, here's Wired. The way you talk can reveal a lot about you, especially if you're talking to a chatbot. New research reveals that chatbots like ChatGPT can infer a lot of sensitive information about the people they chat with, even if that conversation is utterly mundane. The phenomenon appears to stem from the way the model's algorithms are trained with broad swaths of web content, a key part of what makes them work, likely making it hard to prevent. Quote, it's not even clear how you fix this problem, said Martin Vezchev, a computer science professor at ETH Zurich in Switzerland who led the research. This is very, very problematic. 
Vechev and his team found that the large language models that power advanced chatbots can accurately infer an alarming amount of personal information about users, including their race, location, occupation, and more from conversations that appear innocuous. It's almost like this is by design. <sighs> it's almost like this is information that is highly valuable to the people creating and putting this out there, just like any other ad tracking is. Especially Even if it's not by design, it's a hell of a discovery. Yes, uh, especially in the wake of uh, companies like Apple becoming more proactive about letting you not be tracked by certain programs. Yeah. Well, turns out we found a workaround. So basically, uh, what these language models are capable of is something that all human beings are fully capable of. The AIs are just a hundred times faster at it. Unless you're autistic. And they have a lot more information to pull from. Mm -hmm. uh, even in anonymous online comments on like Reddit, the language that we use can give away a lot about us via seemingly innocuous clues that when added up can be a lot of very specific information. Uh, Gizmodo explains more here. The researchers tested the LLM's inference abilities by feeding them snippets of text from a database of comments pulled from more than 500 Reddit profiles. OpenAI's GPT-4 model, they note, was able to accurately infer private information from those posts with an accuracy between 85 and 95%. Often, the text provided to the LLMs didn't explicitly include lines yelling out, I'm from Texas, y'all, or I'm in my mid-30s. Instead, they often featured more nuanced exchanges of dialogue where particular phrasings of the types of words used offered glimpses into the user's background. In some cases, the researchers say the LLMs could accurately predict personal attributes of users even when the string of text analyzed intentionally omitted mentions of qualities like age or location. Mislav Balunovich, one of the researchers involved in the study, says an LLM was able to infer with a high likelihood that a user was black after receiving a string of text saying they lived somewhere near a restaurant in New York City. The model was able to determine the restaurant's location and then use population statistics housed in its training database to make that inference. And so that's obviously pretty creepy, and Wired spells out the implications here. Vechev says the scammers could use chatbot's ability to guess sensitive information about a person to harvest sensitive data from unsuspecting users. He adds that that same underlying capability could pretend a new era of advertising in which companies use information gathered from chatbots to build detailed profiles of users. I nailed it! Some of the companies behind uh, powerful chatbots also rely heavily on advertising for their profits. <laughs> they could already be doing it, Vechev said. Hmm. Yeah, so it looks like we're going to be living in a real golden age of stalking, scamming, targeted advertising. N not that these weren't huge problems already, but it's exciting to see that they'll be getting exponentially worse. Even all your burners are at risk. Watch out, you're going to get targeted by ads and, uh, in some cases, uh, depending on your posts, pinpointed who exactly you are. Yeah, uh, this is... Just don't don't post anything online. Yeah, never post. I I do... Something that does uh, inspire me is how how many people on Instagram have their shit privated by default. Because mm -hmm. that's like... I think back to like 2005 and me and everyone I know would go get fucking wasted on a Friday night, take pictures the whole time, wake up, First thing in the morning, upload all of those pictures. Yeah, I look great. To the fucking open internet. Yeah. Just like absolutely no regard for privacy. Yeah. And people now, especially younger people, uh, seem to... Good. Uh, why would I have an open Instagram yes, profile? Yes, good for you, every young person. Don't make the mistakes that your elders did. Yeah. Please keep all of your shit as private as humanly possible. Because that's all you own anymore, is your privacy. 
Yeah. And uh, luckily, there are ways to go about uh, doing that. Uh, like I said, Apple does an okay job. There's also lots of services out there that try. But uh, it's essentially impossible because as you'll, as we've just talked about, like just the way that you talk in comments can be analyzed and used against you. Yeah. There so, are there are services that uh, pay like a hundred bucks a year, and they will they will uh, scrub you from the they internet. Will scrub you from the internet, and it's yeah. it's real. Yeah, I mean it's impractical for most people, but uh, it is an option. It's just fucked like up. Journalists that, and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, it's 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 a fucked shakedown. up that it's necessary. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's a racket. Yeah, but oh, uh, uh, California leading the way, which obviously if we enact these laws, it usually the rest of the country has to do it because it's harder. Well, for... don't speak too soon. Gavin Newsom might veto it. But they're, <laughs> they're, they're using a, uh, a, they're coming up with a somewhat practical right to delete thing like oh. they have in the EU. Yes. Yeah, great. Love yeah. it. So you can, you, I believe, I haven't read the full uh, text of it, but the summary is something like you can do, like, I think it's like once a year or so you can request uh, like a right to delete on like, and a one-click thing. Like, you don't have to go to every yeah. single website and service that you've ever used. They are going to be legally, if it passes and goes through, obligated to submit to a giant thing where you can just do it with one click. That's great. Yeah. You should do it. Seems like good legislation that is probably not going to make it because it's too good. Yeah. Can't yeah. have that. But look, don't you dare. Don't you dare suggest that maybe this AI shit should slow down a little bit so we could just get a handle on the, you know, the ethical and legal ramifications of the technology, because saying something like that, it isn't just ignorant, it's murder. Oh, wow. At least that's according to Mark Andreessen, the egghead who made Netscape Navigator 30 years ago, and in the decades since, has been a highly successful venture capital guy. Two years ago, he and his firm A16Z, formerly Andreessen Horowitz, were all in on NFTs and other blockchain stuff, but they have, of course, pivoted to AI. And Mark has some very strong opinions to share about it. Here's 404 Media. Mark Andreessen, founder of the Silicon Valley venture capital firm Andreessen Horowitz, A16Z, has published a manifesto in which he lists enemies of technological progress and artificial intelligence specifically. Impeding the development of AI in any way, he argues, is a form of murder. <laughs> Our enemies are not bad people, but rather bad ideas. He wrote in a post published on A16Z's website, Our present society has been subjected to a mass demoralization campaign for six decades against technology and against life under varying names like existential risk, sustainability, <laughs> ESG, sustainable development goals, social responsibility, stakeholder capitalism, precautionary principle, trust and safety, tech ethics, risk management, degrowth, the limits of growth, Blah. I would assume that he had to take a rage break after writing down <laughs> each one of those terms. And I just thought of another one, too. Yeah. Ethics and technology. I'm just so angry the whole time. These fucking Luddites, I'm going <laughs> to kick their ass. He really does look like an egg. Yeah. Uh, it continues. We are being lied to. The first line of the manifesto reads, We are told that technology takes our jobs, reduces our wages, increases inequality, threatens our health, ruins the environment, degrades our society, corrupts our children, impairs our humanity threatens our future, and is ever on the verge of ruining everything. I think he might be onto something. Uh, well, he's did, not... he, did he stop right there? No, he keeps going. Yeah. Uh, we, A16Z, believe artificial intelligence is our alchemy, our philosopher's stone. Two things that aren't real. We are literally <laughs> making sand think. No, you're not. He says, we believe any deceleration of AI will cost lives. 
Deaths that were preventable by the AI that was prevented from existing is a form of murder. This guy is a psychopath. <laughs> by opposing AI, the AI that you're opposing, if you successfully oppose it, what if that was an AI that could have cured cancer? Also, you have personally just killed millions of people. It Think is, about it. It's not as if we don't have literally 200 years of innovations in technology uh, in various ways hurting the progress of man and the ability to survive I and mean, be comfortable. You cannot, like, it's like, okay, the Industrial Revolution brought us so many great things. I mean, just look at what we have automation, uh, mass transit, uh, you know, the survival rate is so much higher. People are happier, healthier, safer. Also, we poisoned the world and it's going to die. But, yes. you know, we had a great time before that really kicked in. Yes. So and, who's to say whether it was good or not? And, you know, wage inequality and everything else that comes with uh, the advances in technology that I mean, decimates uh, certain areas. That's, uh, that stuff's gotten objectively better since then, but people yeah. also had to, like, fight and sometimes die for that to be the case. Yes. So, yeah, he's, he's looking at things very simplistically and black well, and white. Also because he has the entire benefit of financially this man has financial a, gain by saying things this like this. This man hasn't had to look at someone making less than like $200,000 a year in 30 years. Everyone that has billions of dollars had like one sort of good idea. Oh, it's it's all they're all just they all got lucky once. Yeah. And they think that makes them a fucking genius. Mm -hmm. And it's especially like this shit's been around long enough that like Mark Andreessen got into VC because he doesn't have any more ideas. Yeah. He's funding other people's ideas. But you look at just like some of the biggest shit that came along, like uh, stuff that YouTube bought up, like YouTube or whatever. And you look at what the founders... What got, Google bought up. Well, yeah, right. What, uh, Google bought up YouTube. But you look at like the, the people who actually created YouTube, like what they're up to, like they're not really doing much. And why would they? Like, they and, got the money. And I read a book uh, called uh, Like, Comment, Subscribe a few months back. And it's like, YouTube, of course, has had massive impact on society, but even the people who fucking made it, they, they're just like, hey, pretty cool. Yeah. Like, and like one of the, they, they couldn't decide at the beginning, like whether it should be a dating service or like a video sharing platform. Yeah. Like all of these successful people kind of just stumble into the success. And the ones that are humble enough to realize that they just got lucky, um, they, they, they spend the rest of their time enjoying themselves. Typically. Right. Yeah. Tom the from one, MySpace, obviously. Ones like Mark Andreessen who think, like... I'm going to change the world. They're like, obviously, if I hadn't invented Netscape Navigator, the internet wouldn't fucking exist. Therefore, I'm... It's like, no. It's also funny. It's like, is there were other competing services with YouTube, but YouTube just had the best AI. Google Video existed. It just looked like shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways. So, all right, Mark. Uh, we're we're going to go ahead and just side with the author of the article who helpfully points out that... Mark Andreessen is fighting a straw man and that literally nobody is anti-technology. Even the Amish like technology. They just have a pretty firm cutoff date for the technology they, they choose to use. The yeah. wheel is A-OK. -okay. Yeah. The, the butter churn Yeah, a great piece and of it, tech. Uh, you know, I'm not anti-technology, obviously, but it's just like the way that things are evolving now seems a little scary because there's they're actively doing it without any regulation and breaking, uh, you know, moving fast and breaking things. And sometimes... Mm -hmm has been proven by companies like Facebook, uh, the things that break uh, are sometimes society. Yeah, and it's, but like we all use technology. No one hates technology. Yeah. It's like it's a, it doesn't, doesn't even make sense as a mm -hmm. statement. 
Conversely, though, nobody loves all technology, nor all the uses of technology. Um, and from the article, we can build nuclear power plants or nuclear bombs. We can use Facebook to connect or incite violence. Text-to-image AI tools can allow people to instantly create any image they can imagine, but they can also be used to create non-consensual pornography and racist propaganda with previously unimaginable speed. AI can help us make self-driving cars, but in reality, the machine vision technology that powers it is mostly used for surveillance that is biased against minorities. How we deploy any technology is the result of a bigger conversation between private business, the government, and users, and other stakeholders, a term Andreessen loathes. What he is arguing for is that this conversation can only take place in the markets, which favors venture capitalists like him over others. Mm -hmm. And also, as Vice pointed out, and at one point in his manifesto, Andreessen praises a guy named Filippo Tommaso Marinetti as one of his patron saints of techno-optimism, without noting that Marinetti is, at this point, probably best remembered as the co-author of the Fascist Manifesto, <laughs> founding document of Benito Mussolini's Italian fascist movement. Anyways, Mark Andreessen is worth $1.8 billion, and therefore he knows better than you. So please stop saying that we need guardrails in place to ensure that technology doesn't make the world a worse place, because it's definitely going to make Mark Andreessen's world a better place, and that's what matters most. Come on, think about Mark. Next time you're shitting on technology, think about Mark Andreessen. Yeah. And how happy that technology is making him. He could, at any moment, be down to dose commas. And that's not a world that anyone wants to live in. This dude is such a fucking character. He's also, like, he's probably always been like this, but he, he became just very, like, anti-woke in the past five years. Like, yeah. to an annoying degree. Like, the Elon version yes. of that. It's because they have nothing else to worry about. Yeah. So they're just like, oh, no, my... The world I grew up in has changed. They're, it's just, they're the same old cranks, but with billions of dollars. Yeah. He also, it's just, it's just so funny. It was like yesterday that he was like talking about fucking crypto and NFTs. Like we were all morons and he yeah. was the smart one. And you better get on this train before you get left in the dust. Well, he's, pl he's literally blaming tech media and even shows like ours. By ruining all these great oh, ideas. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. We, we'd be in a crypto utopia by now if everyone wasn't such a hater. Exactly. That's kind of the point he was making <laughs> in that manifesto. We basically we committed murder, too, because someone could have developed some, uh, you know, uh, cancer cure on the blockchain. Yeah, we'd never know. And now everyone's, all the people that die of cancer, that's, we committed that murder. So many cancer patients could have sold their apes for treatment. <laughs> and here we are, just <laughs> driving down the, 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 the uh, value. Yeah. Unfortunate. Sorry to everyone. I'll be putting a NFT ribbon uh, on my webpage yeah. to represent all the victims. Sorry. Anyways, that's it for Tech News Day, Luddite Tuesday. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we'll be back with more episodes coming soon. But if you haven't already, we got two new episodes for you. But in the meantime, make sure you like the video. You know they're coming out with new animations for the likes? I saw that oh, uh, from one of their... better be good because I like those fireworks. Yeah. Apparently, they're using... AI to hear when we mention to do likes and they'll have things pop on the video. Hmm. I'm not anyways, sure how I feel about that. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little hesitant about it. But anyways, like the video for now. Get your little fireworks going. Uh, thank you to everyone who's contributed to our fundraiser down below. And uh, please watch the other videos if you haven't. We have an episode about eating oysters, which is more Delicious. gross than it sounds. And also uh, Trump being hit with a gag order that it seemingly he has already broken. Cool. Which makes sense. We love uh, it. We'll be back soon. Have fun. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.